you can no longer bring a support amphibian, ferret, goat, hedgehog, insect, reptile, rodent, snake, spider, sugar glider, non-household bird, including farm poultry, waterfowl, game birds, and birds of prey, any animal that is unclean or has an odor, and any animal with tusks, horns, or hooves, excluding miniature horses. So you can bring little Sebastian with you. (laughs) I've only cried twice in my life. It's a podcast with a guy and a guy and a guy on some form of electronic communication. I'm Mike. I'm Craig. And here we are. Woohoo! How you doing, Mike? I'm doing well. Ask me how I'm doing. How are you doing, Craig? I'm doing really, really good. <laughs> Um, and I'm not going to waste any time because we want to talk to our guest because it's been a long, long time. Almost a year. Mike, who's here? It's James! Hey! Major James. <laughs> Major, James. Major James. We just saluted each other. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, James. Yes. Thanks. It's great to be back. Ah, uh, Weird Al back. Well, we've we've got other Weird Al theme songs, but that particular song we haven't heard we for haven't, a while. No, that's one of Jack's favorites. It's solid. So, how's it going, James? <laughs> uh, it's going, man. I'm living the dream. Really? Um, Whose dream? Uh, uh, I don't know. The dream where you have a wife and kids, and two dogs, and a cat, and a mother-in-law, and hammers and screwdrivers. Hammers and screwdrivers, and, and an abundance of Cheetos from the sounds of things. Yes, and Doritos, and and loud birds. Yes, although the birds seem to have stopped. Oh, wait, this did just you, in. Did you scare them away? What did? I can't determine whether to run away or go home. What? What? It, I'm okay. Quick. I just decided to change up the, the air filter. Oh, well, let it. Let her do it. <laughs> Where? Well, then if she falls, then and she it, breaks something, and then and then our lives become harder. Oh, okay. Then do it for her. Okay, mother-in-law uh, well, on a step ladder or something. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, I, 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 kinda, I did kind of want to be like, <laughs> "Whoa, terrible, Yikes. terrible, jeez." I know. I'm not. I'm not really a, a, a nice person deep down inside. I'm probably a really horrible person. We know. So I have a thick <laughs> veneer of good person that that keeps me, you know, keeps things working. But I think deep down inside, I'm. I think there's a nugget of goodness. It's like, I'm like a jawbreaker, right? Or, you know, like there's that real, there is, a, I think there's, I'm good. And then it's surrounded by a thick layer of really evil. And then, Down at the but core. then another thick layer of good, or at least let's call it a layer of responsibility. Sure. Yeah. I think that's what, I think that's what it is. So if, if we were to lick James <laughs> until he was gone, well, you, we'd end with responsibility. I guess, or you'd start with responsibility, find your way into evil, and then if you look through, look through the evil, there'd be like a little bit of goodness, a little bit of a little core of good person. Wait, right. so it goes responsibility, evil, goodness, from the outside responsibility, in responsibility, evil, goodness. Okay, 
because it sounded like oh, it was yeah. evil responsibility Wait, goodness. Gotcha. But we anyway, got, we got turned around on which direction we were coring through James right. from so, the outside in or from the inside out. So James, where have you been for the last eleven months that we haven't talked to you? Well, I've been home for the last few months. Okay, uh, but but I was I was away in the Middle East, killing ISIS with PowerPoint bullets. <laughs> Really? Is that what you is that what you spent most of your time doing? Uh yeah, so when you become a major, <laughs> um you have uh so I was on a staff and um Did you I get a black t shirt with big white letters on the back that said staff? No. No, I didn't. But uh, uh this is probably stuff that's not like nerd bur- <laughs> nerd burger worthy. I'm watching my son make chocolate milk. There, <laughs> there's lots of lots of stirring lots of sampling somehow his fingers got involved in the, oh of in course the they did and now his shirt's going to be orange and brown <laughs> yes and, and, so, um, chocolate, and the chocolate dust, milk is going to be slightly and, cheesy yeah chocolate dust and cheeto dust yeah it's great oh my daughter's home now all right hi penelope oh, she's inside oh, okay and she has a giant green gummy bear like it's, how big it's like the size of my nine-year-old and my dog wants to be on that. A so. gummy? Wait, to eat? That's that big? No, no she went to a gymnastics track. It's a big inflatable oh, gummy oh, bear. Okay. Yeah, I, mean, like, I didn't know they made bear. those. Gummy bears are dense. A gummy bear the size of your nine-year-old kid would weigh like 80 pounds. I mean, that's like, yeah. you know, a jello mold thing. <laughs> it's inflatable. Okay. Okay. So anyway, oh yeah, so I was gone. Um, I don't I don't think I'll go into a whole lot of detail, but I, I was with... Um, Combined Joint Task Force Operation Inherent Resolve. <laughs> so they really are running out of names for those things, aren't they? Uh, I don't know. I mean, like, I guess they have to. I don't know if they. I don't know if they. Uh, what are they? Focus group names for operations. They work. They workshop um, them. They get. They have like a whole committee of people that that's their specialty. At least they don't try to try to force a tortured acronym that spells something out. Right. It's just a a, a bunch of alphabet soup. Yeah. That includes so, that includes you know a uh, a noun that that means business like resolve and an adjective to describe it like inherent. Yes. Right. Yes. I could tell you all the cool names for operations, but you know some of them are classified. They're all classified. <laughs> Wait, do I have to bleep that out now? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean operation inherent resolve is not a classified name. But like all the things that are part of it, or you know, stuff I can't talk about, you know, because yeah. because you know, secret. Yeah, like like working with all of those uh all of those uh top secret um special forces units that 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 work with the Gulf Cooperation Council to go in and take all the the leaders out. Like you can't talk about that, right? Absolutely not. <laughs> well. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, <laughs> surprise, surprise. There's things the military people can't talk about. <laughs> I had a friend, my friend Jeff, who for years was um, was in the Navy on the Nimitz, on the USS Nimitz aircraft carrier. And he was in, I, I got, I, he was home on leave and I was talking to him at one point. We were visiting and he, I was like, well, what do you do? And he said, he was basically in, in counter warfare intelligence or something to that effect. Where basically he said, I sit in a room and we run, you know, right now in peacetime, we're not fighting specifically anything. We, we run drills of like, you know, if something attacks us and it's has, it's using these weapons, we determine what the best response is 
from what we have available. And he said, and that's all I can yeah. tell you. <laughs> in, <laughs> in incredibly generic terms. Yeah. Yes. I can't tell well, you, you anything you, else. You remember uh, Todd, right? Yeah. From school. Sure. So He's well, in I, the Navy still? He was. No, he oh, got he's done? out. I, I haven't talked to him in years, but he, um, we were both in Washington, D.C. at the same time, just like by happenstance. So he was actually, he was getting out of the Navy. And he happened to be in Washington, D.C. He had been a, um, he was a CB. And the CBs do maintenance uh, inside embassies and like Camp David, right? So the Navy does Camp David stuff and embassies, um, you know, so, you know, areas where you, I guess you can't hire just some construction worker, you right. know, like the, the Moscow embassy, you're not going to just bring some Russian dude in to like hang drywall, <laughs> you know, because um, they'll put a bug in the wall or whatever. And uh, I asked, he's, uh, he was in China. And uh, then he went to Mongolia and he was in China. So we were talking. I was like, what were you doing? He goes, oh, stuff. I was like, what kind of stuff? And he goes, stuff. Navy, Navy stuff. <laughs> Classified stuff. stuff. <laughs> yeah. So you did stuff. And, and used PowerPoint. <laughs> I did a lot of PowerPoint and used a lot of Word and some spreadsheets, too. It was great. Excel? Of course. Wow. And then you, uh, and then you, you lifted lots and lots of weights in I, I one did. of the largest gyms I think I've ever seen in Facebook pictures. Yeah, they have some big. <laughs> yeah, so like it was this deployment was different than my previous deployments to Afghanistan uh-huh. because it was Kuwait and it's, uh, you know, there's it, there were two Starbucks <laughs> on on Camp Arif John and two other um, coffee shops. Um, Every morning I had a latte before I'd hit the gym. So, I mean, you know, most of the time <laughs> it was, it was pretty, the work, the actual work uh, of, you know, what we call staff work was challenging. Uh, but as far as like living in austere conditions, it, it was not like yeah. I even got to go to, I got to go to Stuttgart, Germany for a few days um, for something. And then I got to go to <laughs> Qatar for a few days to do stuff, for, to do some stuff and things. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> I don't know. It's just better. I don't talk about it. It's not really all super secret squirrel stuff, but you know, you just, it was, I spent a, a lot of time in Kuwait. That's yeah. And I'll tell you what, the most dangerous thing in Kuwait for, for you to do is, is just drive. No, I was going to that. Was, oh my God. I was going to guess deadlifts. No, no. <laughs> just getting out on, on their interstates. Why is the, that? They, Cause the other people drive badly. Oh my God. They drive like, you know, you know, Okay, you know in Cannonball Run, Jamie Farr. <laughs> Good lord. In Cannonball Run, the Sheik, the yeah. Sheik, and the Rolls Royce, like driving, like drive like the wind or whatever, you know, like just imagine Jamie Farr and Cannonball Run. That's everybody in Kuwait. Okay, so it's just chaos. It's it's, it's they drive incredibly fast. They they have a very inshallah attitude, and you'll see somebody drive by in a Land Cruiser. Uh, going a hundred miles an hour and they're on their, they're, they're, they're on, they're like on their video phone talking to somebody on the video phone. Mm. <laughs> yeah. They're on their phone, texting, talking, doing everything at a hundred miles an hour, you know, and you just got to get out of the way. So it's kind of like the Autobahn. <laughs> well, I got to drive on the Autobahn and I will tell you, it's, With not fewer like rules. <laughs> it's not like the Autobahn because to me, well, I was driving around Stuttgart. It was more like, you know, 285 right it was more like you know the interstate but this i'm telling you driving in kuwait is is a little sketchy 
So that's probably the most dangerous thing. So at, at what rank do you get a, do you get your own driver so you don't have to do that anymore? Oh man, I was, okay. Colonel? So when you're a when you're a major in a in a four uh, no three star headquarters when you're when you're a major in a three star headquarters you're like dirt. You're it's like being a private. <laughs> you know, I thought, oh, I'm a major. You know, I'm a you know I'm kind of a big deal. You know, and uh, what I, it's a and, little bit comfort. Damn it. What the hell was that? <laughs> My autoplay on some stupid website. Keep talking. What are you watching porn while 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 we're doing this? Or what's what was what was that? <laughs> Keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> so you're dirt at the three star headquarters. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, you're just kind of low they're lieutenant colonels and colonels and they're generals and jet more generals. I had to work for a French general, which was interesting. He was like six foot seven. He was like, hello, I am here. <laughs> You're like, oh, hey, hey, sir, how's it going? <laughs> he, he did this, like, weird thing when, you, when he shook your hand. Like, he, it was like he got to your hand before you were ready for him to get to your hand, if that uh-huh. makes sense. Sure. Like, he always grabbed your hand ahead, just slightly ahead of when you thought he was going to be grabbing your hand. <laughs> so he grabbed, your like, your fingers instead? Yeah, yeah, it was like a total power play. Yeah. You know, it was like totally a, intentional. Like, first, I could never, but I could... He had first strike. I could, uh-huh. Yeah, I could never get, get in, I get out. Get it right. yeah. I could never get it right. He would always, like, make me feel like I was giving him, like, the wimpiest handshake. <laughs> oh, so, like, you, you shook his hand a bunch of times and you and, and you still couldn't anticipate. Oh, yeah. It was always, like, a... It was weird. It was, like, a skill that he had. Like, I will make your handshake weak. Weak and ineffective. Well, I, <laughs> yeah. I look strong. <laughs> As I tower above you. Yeah, not a ton. <laughs> Being like six the tallest foot person isn't... in France. <laughs> Yeah. So, oh, we had a we had an Italian colonel uh, that I worked with sometimes, and he was he was you know imagine like a big warehouse full of like cubicles, right? That's kind of how how it was, you know. And uh, so on the other side of the cubicles were the uh, so I'm a civil affairs guy, and then on the other side of the cubicles were some um, uh, information operations guys, right? Non so we're all like the non lethal stuff. And uh, this Italian colonel was on the other side, and I would always hear him talking. I always thought, like, hey, it's a me, a Mario. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Pepe, 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 like. Making, <laughs> that's really, that's really insensitive. You should never put something like that on a podcast where you talk like an like a emotional Italian. I mean, that's ridiculous. Who would do yeah, something do. like that? You would. <laughs> so it made me wonder, like, yeah. in Italy. Um, What's, how do they, they make fun of Americans? Well. They probably like I don't know. Hey, you guys! <laughs> I don't know, but but maybe wonder like in Italy, is is Mario called something else? Like is it like Smith Brothers, or you know Williams Brothers or something? You know, like it's yeah. me, a Jeff. You know, like... <laughs> Wait, Super Mario Brothers is like something else. They always change the names of stuff when they send it to different countries. Sure, so that it's a more appropriate. Well, like... I mean, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be interesting in, in like. Hey, it's Mario, right? Like Mario in, and English, Luigi. Like, Let's it, really. It'd be Ma- like it'd be Matthew Jimmy. and Larry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Polinsky brothers. <laughs> yeah, is. they're probably Polish. <laughs> <laughs> Polish plumbers or something. <laughs> yeah, Look at these uh, Polish plumbers, always running around hitting things with the hammer. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> So that's about it. I, I don't. I probably don't need to go into all the like details of being a staff weenie. Um, well, but I will say, like, I went from tactical 
I went from commanding a company because uh, civil affairs uh, majors can, you know, we command majors command companies in civil affairs. And so I went from tactical level, like company level operations to uh, operational level, three-star staff, you know, and I, and I going from, Hey, we're going to go over to this, this town and do something to writing, a, writing an annex to a campaign plan. And, uh, it was, it was, a, it was, a, it wasn't easy. It was kind of like a huge leap in my career, I guess, you know, but big, um, big change in your, your, uh, typical day. Yeah. So, sounds like, yeah. But, um, yeah, that's it. It's not, it's probably, you should probably cut all this stuff out of the podcast. No, no, no. Here's, here's no a question gonna... for you though, because you're in the position. No one's potentially... <laughs> That's fine. But here's the thing. What's There's, that? you've heard the, the Peter principle, right? Yeah. Yeah. Where somebody gets, I'm... where somebody gets promoted above the level of their own competence, where you, you know, they get to the, they do this job well and they get promoted. So they get, then they do that job role. So they get promoted and then they do another job, but they do it poorly and they never get demoted back down to the thing they were really good at. Now right. you're an officer can you demote yourself? Like if you decide that this is just not the right thing for you, can you get yourself back to commanding a company? Well, no, you um, can't bust yourself back down. I think you can, I think in, in the national guard, I know there were people who, um, tap, topped out. Like maybe they, you know, maybe they had some time as a, as an enlisted soldier or whatever. And then they went to OCS. I I've heard stories about guys who were like battalion commanders who, um, you know, after they commanded a battalion, they resigned their commission uh, and then spent like five years as a sergeant. Oh. But in the same in the same battalion where where, you know, they used to command the battalion and, <laughs> and now they're like an E5, uh, you know, operating a bulldozer. Um, and <laughs> it's and it's difficult for everybody around them because they used to be the boss and yeah. just still, you know, stuff like that. I don't it's not common. I'm just, I was just curious because I know it's like you hear, you know, it's the, it's the thing that happens in movies every so often where some, some officer busts themselves back down to whatever they make a, you know, it's like there's a plot point that that person's supposed to be doing that thing over there, but they've been promoted beyond that thing now. Yeah. I'm just curious if it happens in real life. Um, yeah, you could resign your commission and do something else. Like there are people who are officers I've met that are, that were, uh, that were went up to major. And then they decided they wanted to be a warrant officer, which is still cool. Like warrant officers are the ninjas of the military <laughs> and everybody, anybody who's in the military that if they happen to listen to this, they're going to, they're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. But they like a warrant officer. Nobody's really sure what the hell they're supposed to be doing. Like the warrant officers know what they're supposed to be doing, but everybody else is just like, what does that guy do? Like he he's so a warrant officer in the army is, is a subject matter expert in stuff. Right. And oh. so, I was going to guess they either served warrants to people or they were in charge of playing warrant when music no, was required. Like, like helicopter, like a lot of helicopter pilots are warrant officers because they're they're they have a very specific skill set and they don't necessarily they don't need to necessarily need to be commanding people. They just need to operate a multi million dollar piece of equipment. They're Liam Neeson and Taken. They have a very specific set of <laughs> skills that they're very good with. Yeah, he's probably a warrant officer. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, specific yeah, they, set of skills. They're, they're just like, you know, they like play golf <laughs> when everybody else is doing stuff. I don't know. Nobody really knows what there's, what you're supposed to do with a warrant officer. Let, sure let, somebody, let them, somebody out there. let them do their thing and be their expert in that thing. Well, that, we need experts. Thing, right? Yeah. We if, need experts if, in those things. 
if they're good, you know, like they'll show up and you know, some colonel will be like, hey, chief, because they're, you know, they're called chiefs uh, after warrant officer. They're warrant officer one, they're Mr. So-and-so. After that, in the ar- this is the army only. In the army, then then once they make uh, warrant officer two, it's, they're called chief from that point on. And so usually like they'll stroll into it or they'll be in a conference room or something and the, the colonel will be like, oh, chief, uh, what about this? And whatever the chief says is like ni- 99% of the time is just law, right? Chief's like, well, sir, X, Y, Z. And the colonel's like, okay, you know, that's how it sh- it's going to be. You do, know? do you think Chief Tyrrell on Battlestar Galactica, was he a warrant officer? He, uh, he, was in charge of the, he was in charge of the flight deck. He knew everything about fixing and getting Raptors and Vipers up to flight. Uh, that sounds like a, war, a maintenance warrant officer. Yeah, he was. Or, a, he was or the or they guy. Going with the navy, the navy chief, which is um, in the navy, the E seven uh, and above, their chiefs, and those guys are like gods in the navy. Like everything, once you become a chief, you're you're just like, it's like a big deal in the navy. In the in the army, you're an E seven. You're 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 a you know, Sergeant first class and, you know, yeah, it's a big deal. You're a senior NCO, but it's different. It's, uh, the army's a lot more egalitarian. You know, everybody's kind of like, you know, together, we're all in this together, but in the Navy, they, they're more, uh, separated, you know, like the chiefs have like a chief's mess where they eat and the officers eat an officer's mess and, you know, everything's kind of, I don't know, I guess because they require so much more discipline, I guess when you've got this is me just completely guessing because I don't only I work for the I work for the Navy, but I don't know much about the Navy as far as their culture, except that they're they seem to be different than the Army. As far as uh, how they interact with each other. Well, wasn't Battlestar Galactica, wasn't that analogous to the Navy? It's they, effect, they were it's, the it's Space effect, Navy. It's effectively because wasn't it's, it's an aircraft carrier. It wasn't. They referred to it spa- as a carrier, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a Space Navy, right? It's so, a Space Navy yeah. with. With, yeah. with with it's basically an aircraft carrier. It's an air, yeah, it's a well, spacecraft carrier. That's why, <laughs> yeah, that's why yeah. the uh, in space, right? They always have. They don't have like space, uh, space army, right? They're always like space marines. Well, they right? had they're they had marines. Like, they had people that were prepared to defend the ship when it is boarded, and occasionally go off ship to right. perform so that operations. Like, that's that's what you have marines for, right? They're yeah. naval infantry guys or whatever. Uh, like uh, Starship Troopers, you know, mobile yes. infantry. By the way, Starship Troopers, the movie is horrible, but Starship Troopers, the book, <laughs> should be read by everyone. Starship it, Troopers, the movie, despite being read, horrible, should be watched by everyone because it is so much fun. Just don't take it too seriously. Yeah, but when you read the book. Well, the book's very different, yeah. Yeah, the book's, the book's amazing. It's a great book. I mean, it's like required reading. You know, I think everybody should read that book. Um. It's just a really good book, you know. Yeah. So, so there else? you go, listeners. A, a glimpse inside of uh, our armed forces and a book recommendation from James. He came back. He brought <laughs> he brought it to the show. Yeah. What else? Do we want to go to news? Sure. What's news, Craig? Oh, my goodness. Um, oh, this in from <laughs> Dorking. England. And spell that. That sounds, that sounds exactly special. like it sounds. D-O-R-K-I-N-G. Dorking, yes. England. With a sliding dive worthy of a rugby try, Chris Hepworth flung himself and his partner over the finishing line to become UK wife-carrying champion. 
What? Now has his eye on the world title. Wife carrying. Wife carrying. Is this just a piggyback race? No. Oh. Well, it's well, essentially flinging yes. involved, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is effectively a piggyback race, but it's not. They don't carry the wives in the same way you think of, like a piggyback, where the person's uh-huh. upright and you got their legs yeah. under your arms. They are upside down. The wife is upside down on the guy's back. With her legs, her thighs are on his shoulders, and her feet are sticking out in front of him. Okay. And she's holding his stomach, his waist, from behind, and her head is down by his butt. Pointing at his butt? Yes. Well, it can't be the other way. You'd be bend your legs backwards. I'm just trying to picture how this works. And, there, and, and it's a race, a quarter mile, where you tote your wife. Are there obstacles involved? I don't believe so, but a quarter mile hauling, uh, you know... I'm not going to ask you what your wife weighs. I know that in the military, you you have done PT where you carry packs. You've got a lot of weight on. Yeah. You know, I'm, I imagine your wife weighs more. <laughs> Most people, other than you know, other than like your children, perhaps weigh more than that equipment. I'm sure the equipment's heavy, but still carrying a whole other person. Yeah. What's that equipment weigh typically? What average? Uh, a lot depends on. You mean? Oh well. Okay. So just rough, you know. The just standard, a number, 60 pounds of gear? So the standard for, like, if they're going to, they're kind of testing you on time, then um, the Army is like a 12-mile road march, and typically it'll be like a 35-pound pack. 35, okay. And, you know, a weapon, uh, possibly your helmet, and some other gear, you know, like uh, maybe you carrying water with you that's not part of the, lo- the load of 35 pounds. But... um so you can you get up. Out, you can get up in the fifty pound range. Oh with, yeah, with yeah, all the pieces and pounds of gear. Now in real life, when you're like leaving, going outside the wire, and you're you're walking around with a with body armor and carrying a full basic load of ammunition. I mean, you could be carrying like eighty pounds of stuff easily. The with sport. a weapon, radio, um, yeah, it's a lot of stuff. I don't know, but it's not like carrying your wife and running a quarter mile. I mean. <laughs> Right. The, the sport is open to any adult couple, married or not, with the wife Wait. of any gender. So, so you can just you can just be a person carrying another person. But she has to be married to somebody. No. Okay. So <laughs> it's just, it's just, no, no, just a man carrying a woman. <laughs> okay. It can be a person carrying a person. Oh, it's just a person carrying a person. Okay. Very egalitarian. I want to get I want to get something clear though. This happened in a place called Dorking. Yes. The wife carrying sport is not called Dorking. No. Okay. It was in Dorking, England. Okay. It's called wife carrying. Sure, wife, sure, the wife carrying, sure. wife carrying race, okay. wife, UK wife carrying championship. Um, the the person that is being carried must weigh at least one hundred ten pounds. Wow! So, <laughs> so I don't know why why the world's strongest man competitors don't do this because those guys are like, you know, some of them are like six foot eight. You know, if if they're those guys weigh four hundred pounds, well, didn't... they ought to be able to like grab a hundred pound. Was it hundred pounds? 110 pounds minimum 110 for pounds. the the person being carried. Didn't the mountain just win that again? <laughs> the, the, the world's uh, strongest. I think it was the first time he's ever won the world's strongest man competition. Last year it was Eddie Hall. Oh, okay. Um, but he did so win it though. He won. Yeah. No, I was going to say about the whole you need to be at least this weight. At least you, you know, a lot of women wouldn't be. <laughs> I want people to think I weigh less than 110 pounds. <laughs> so by by just competing in this year, you're like, yeah, yeah, I weigh more, weigh, weigh more than what I 
they set a course record of one one minute and thirty seven seconds. And that's uh, what quarter is the course? That's fast. A quarter mile. Yeah, that's yeah. fast. That's that's a, that's a fast quarter mile. Even if, you're if you're just uh, running, <laughs> just, yeah, just running. Yeah. So well, my wife, my wife just walked out here. Maybe maybe her and I'll start training for that. Wife carrying uh, <laughs> competition. That, I don't yeah, think uh, uh, I don't think Anne mile. meets the weight requirement. Uh, the you, the the wife has to weigh uh, no less than 110 pounds. Yeah, so we're good. <laughs> I just would like to point out that I was the one that suggested that Anne would not meet the weight requirement. Oh, you know what? That's very sweet of you. But You're welcome. We, we were friends years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Now you are on the actual part of the, sh- the the show, the official. Mike, you've put me in a very uncomfortable position. <laughs> uh, well, that's all right. You made me look better than I am, so that's good. No, I was just trying to make James look bad, because he wasn't the one that said that. Apparently, the oh. Finnish, the Finns, have a uh, have had a monopoly on winning this for years, so this, this Brit is looking forward to trying to take down the Finnish. They win it a lot. You know, it seems like a great idea, like fun for a couple and yay, but really what I experienced... Like in my head, I'm like, oh, I'm going to be you know, juggled around. It's going to be uncomfortable. I'm be like, oh, I hate this. Put me down. It's only a quarter mile. That's a long time to be With carried. Your face bouncing no, against James' not. butt the, the whole time. Did it in a minute and 37 seconds. That's not too bad. So are the is the finish line? Do they just put two flags of Finland on the po- the posts since they win uh. it? It's the finish, the, the finish, finish line. line. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the, the Finns apparently have a... Uh, James didn't even notice that. James, did you notice that? Did I notice what? <laughs> we actually have a, a drum sting set, a snare drum and a cymbal in the studio now. Oh, I thought it was like you pressed the button on your <laughs> No, that's why I was... Like, oh, I could hear the drumsticks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Mike's house. What? I, I was teasing. I said, "Poor Allison." Yeah, sometimes that happens early in the morning, and she's still asleep. And yeah. Then she was. Then she's awake. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's a it's a Zildjian symbol, James. I thought thought you'd be proud uh, of me for good good Armenian product. That's right. <laughs> Is the lovely Allison. Great, she's in, in New York. <laughs> oh, I should be at That would be fun. Yeah, she's All at right, a furniture we're ve- conference. We're veering out of nerdiness. Okay, so yeah, uh, stuff. Well, that's not exactly coolest, right? If it was cool, you guys would be like, oh, on a road trip doing something else. It would be called Cool Burger. Yeah. Ooh, can we start a podcast called Cool Burger? You guys can. I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, I think she, that was a burn. <laughs> That's okay. You're cool. I, I cannot be cool. Um, so do they, do they drug test those guys? I don't know. I imagine diet pills might be considered performance enhancing drugs. <laughs> well, because you know, like they, they pop that Russian curler for uh, performance enhancing drugs. No, I mean the, yeah, I, I, I don't know. They didn't, the article just announced the winner and how the worlds are coming up and. Blah blah blah. It was Wait, a short, it was a short is, article. What's a performance How's doing in that? Like, are we? Why are we not? You know, doing that sport. I don't know. Maybe because Americans are too fat. 
Well, I, w- I want to know what constitutes a performance-enhancing drug in curling. A bratwurst? A hamburger? <laughs> An extra dark beer? Well, <laughs> and- That's like drinking some poutine, eh? Two yeah, loaves so- of bread. <laughs> That's a stout. A stout is two loaves of bread. Just a dark I- beer is like one and a half. You know, I can't remember if we talked about this before, but Larry, Larry and I, a long time ago, were talking about this back when I still lived in Atlanta. Um, we'd often talked about starting a new Olympics or, you know, that had or at least incorporating the Olympics. Olympics? No, not like Laugh Olympics. This is what happens. Yeah. Anne's out here eating. Uh, what are you eating? Eggplant um, and commenting. Um, so what type of Olympics was this? Yeah, it was like, uh, you know, like the Leisure Olympics, where you could have like a decathlon type event that would incorporate things like bowling, darts, foosball, billiards, you know, like we'll, we'll have basically to... an Olympics where anybody doing it could drink a beer while, like, while they're doing it. This sounds familiar. We'll, we'll have to get Larry's take on it next week on uh, Nerd Larry Larry's on next week? Yep. And so Larry and I both uh, recently saw... Um, Primus and Mastodon. I saw Primus and Mastodon Friday night. Good show. Yeah, I think uh, I think there was a, a picture of that somewhere. Yeah. What? Everyone was sitting down for that concert. No, well, once the concert started. Oh, um, they all got up. Stood up. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Why well, I don't go to concerts? I'm I'm too old for that crap. <laughs> if there are actual seats, sit in them, please. Do not stand up. Yeah, it, it it was what it was. It was it was fine. Larry and I okay. saw Super Chunk. Yeah, I know. It was awesome. It was it was probably the best show since the very first time I saw Super Chunk. I'm jealous. It was ridiculously high energy. Was that was that in Atlanta? Yeah. Did the people sit down? No, there were no chairs there. Yeah. <laughs> they would be sitting on the floor. No, thank you. <laughs> there was much pogo moshing. Where did they have it? Terminal West. Where's that? It's What's in big? King Plow. Oh. Is it big? Um, I think it's like 600 people, 6, 650, 625, somewhere around there, low 600s capacity. Um, it's a decent size, and it's and it's pretty new and, and nice. It's very nice. I and guess it's, it must be pretty new then. And they have a parking deck. Nice. <laughs> All right. So what? What else? What else is what news, else? Mike? Is that is that the only news? No. I think something I miss from being in a major city is music, because there was always something that I might want to go hear, like pretty regularly. And here, um, there's an awful lot of country. So if I were really in the country, I'd be a lot happier than I am from a music standpoint. So bands don't hit Norfolk that much. Although I did go. They just go to DC. Uh, no, I mean, we have some, a cool little venue called the Norva. It's kind of like the size of, no, it's bigger than the point. It's, it's kind of like the Roxy, maybe. Okay. Well, the Roxy is now the Buckhead Theater, I think. But that might be a little bit bigger. I'm, I'm trying to remember. But it, it has like a floor downstairs and a balcony. So that's kind of why I'm like, eh. But anyway, but I did go see the Psychedelic Furs there not too long ago. Yeah, so basically Anne just said that, that bands don't come here, but she saw the Psychedelic Furs. I just saw Mastodon and Primus. I've seen Rush here. So I think, I I don't yeah, know. but it's if not I... the same as like a major city where there are a lot of people coming. I guess. 
Do you watch the Goldbergs? What what's the Goldbergs? Never mind. Now Larry and I were standing outside, and there was a a, a you know the the coming soon posters mm-hmm. for the the show the upcoming shows, and there was one with uh, it said Haley Orantia. I'm not sure if I'm saying her name right, and I'm staring at it, and I'm like, Larry, what? Look, and he's like, is that? And I and I completed the sentence for him. The girl from Goldbergs, and we're like, what the hell? <laughs> But on the show, she sings on the show, and uh, we're like, I thought that was just for the show. Apparently, she's a, a a musical artiste in real life. But it was funny because the um, I got the email like the week after that from the venue saying upcoming shows from Terminal West, and it 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 listed it listed her as in and they put it in quotes, and they were dick finger quotes. I think it said Haley Orantia, dick fingers from the Goldbergs. <laughs> Like it's a sitcom, <laughs> so because like no, obviously no one knows who this is, so we're going to have to put from the Goldbergs. No, that's how you get that's how you get new fans. <laughs> no, I know that's how you make sure you broaden the fan base. There's already going to be people coming. Let's make see sure if you other sell people... more tickets. But I just I joked like, <laughs> does she know that that's how they're advertising her? <laughs> hey, you know what? Hey, I'm is trying she... to have a music career separate from my <laughs> acting career. Is she is she is she you know putting on good shows and getting paid? Going to a lot, a lot of cities. I don't know. Then, She's uh, only you, playing at Terminal West. Then you can so. you can advertise <laughs> me. You can advertise you me however you want. Show suits. No, I never watched that. No. Yeah. Well, I only learned about it because of the new Little Princess, right? And and Duchess. Her, but I'm just, she'll never but be a princess. Right, like I never would have realized that there was a show called Suits. Oh, is that what she was on? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. I had no idea what she'd done. They just referred to as her as former American actress. Because <laughs> now oh, she doesn't get oh, to do so that anymore. You guys are so now we're on to this royal wedding thing, right? So, I'm not. You guys want to talk well, about it, you can. I'm, I'm gonna go I'm well, not that, gonna It just happened yesterday on. as we record. <laughs> yeah, so uh so when I was in Afghanistan in two thousand seven, two thousand eight, so was Prince Harry, right? Okay. And, Did you meet and, him? No, I did not. Is he a good bloke? Um, I, I hear he is a great bloke. For a ginger. Uh, hey. Yeah. So, <laughs> but he was down in Helmand Province, and I, I was not in Helmand Province, and but I, some of my buddies were down there. And so, of course, now on Facebook, now that he's, uh, you know, now that all the wedding stuff was on, a couple of my friends have pictures that they took with him. Right. Yeah. So they're, all, they, they're all like, oh, yeah, he's a great guy. You know, I, you know, I knew him and whatever. And I want to be like, you, what? You took a picture with him. You didn't do anything with him. You're, you're, you know what I mean? I like, served with he- Prince like, Harry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and I'm like, all right. You know, I, but I do remember when uh, when it came out that he was in Afghanistan and it became, you know, actually widely known that he was in Afghanistan or he had been in Afghanistan because they tried to keep it mm-hmm. quiet. Sure. You know, they tried to let him just do his job. Um. I was on the phone with my lovely wife here and she goes, did you know Prince Harry was in Afghanistan? And I was like, yeah, you know, and she goes, why did you tell me? <laughs> like, yeah, he's standing right over there. Yeah. Well, oh, I, oh, I he can't come to the phone though. He's very busy. Oh. We're not supposed to tell people that he's here. Right. Yeah. So it's just kind of funny, but I just like the way that some of my friends on Facebook, you know, are like, look, look, it's me and Prince Harry. So you we knew totally he was there the and, and somebody told you not to tell anybody. That he was there. Well, if I knew, this was after he. Oh, it was after. After, okay. after he was gone, then it became public knowledge. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just me and my husband was 
secluded and knew nothing in wherever he was because he was not in ever in a nice place. It's not like at that point he was like. There's lots of nice places in Afghanistan. Just not the ones where you were eating rotten goat meat and pooping all the time. I'm sure, I'm sure news travels. <laughs> Look, I I ate food with the Afghans and I never got sick. But I got sick eating in the chow hall. So what does that tell you? Oh, I thought it was the like because you were out in the middle of nowhere and they serve you food and it was like you guys don't have a refrigerator and this is meat. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there was a chance of that, but I never really... Oh, you uh, actually didn't get sick from that. Okay. You got sick from no, your own food. The second, yeah, the second time I was in Afghanistan, um, I got very sick. Um, and I, from eating in the chow hall, like everybody in my unit got really sick. In fact, our commander got so sick that he was out of commission for like a week, maybe maybe longer. And he... Uh, he lost like 20 pounds and that's not the way you want to lose 20 pounds. He no. got very sick. We all had intestinal issues, but I don't know if it was from the cooking in the chow hall or if it was from, you know, when you go in the chow hall, they have like a hand washing station and you're supposed to use soap and wash your yeah. hands. A lot of times they just put their hands in the water and then like wipe it on their uniform or whatever. You'd have to tell them like, Hey, no, 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 no. You know, go back and wash your hands with soap. And they would look at you like you were crazy, you know? And but I'd stand there in front of him, like, and I wouldn't let him go by. I'd be like, no, no, you use soap. <laughs> you know? It was funny. We, so um, the Scottish, uh, the, the guy from the British forces, um, good dude. Really, really liked him a lot. He was, he was Scottish. He was a good one. Uh, and when I, uh, when I first, when he first started working with us, I couldn't understand half of what he said. You know, it yeah. was, <laughs> sure. it was, it was that typical really thing. Thick. Oh, so, so you is, know, being worked, is their uniform? Is it a kilt? Uh, not, not on a daily basis. No, I don't. no. That's like their dress blues. Their dress plaids. They call them their yeah. dress plaids. Dress tartans. Dress tartans. Excuse Jeez. me. So another funny side story about people from different countries. Um, so there was a there was a uh, I got two little stories here. So there was a there was a major a major from uh, New Zealand that I worked with um, a lot. She was in. He was on the staff. And when I first got there, we were walking in the chow hall and I hadn't really talked to her yet. And uh, we were at the hand washing station. And I was like, hey, have you ever been to Bamiyan province? Because, you know, the Kiwis in Afghanistan had uh, Bamiyan province as their province that they they worked in. And um, and she goes, oh, no, I've never been there. I said, oh, yeah, I was there. I was at the Kiwi base. And, and she said, did you see the booters? And, and I was like, what? Huh? She goes, have you seen the, did you see the booters? Like the booters, what the hell's a booter? And some guy's like the Buddhas. Did you see the Buddhas? <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, I did see the Buddhas. It was amazing, you know, because they have these giant Buddhas that the Taliban um, fired rockets into. Uh-huh. And uh, so they were, you know, partially destroyed, but they're, I did get to see them. So there's that. And then uh, another time I was in a staff meeting and there was a, an Australian colonel uh, up in Baghdad and he was, you know, it was a teleconference. And so he's, he gets on there and he's like, blah, 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 get him right and get him right on that. And everybody, so there's like maybe 20 people in the conference room and it goes and it's, and, and he gets done talking and everybody's just staring at each other. And it's silent. <laughs> Did you get and, that? <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> and so this other, this Kiwi Colonel uh, is in the room with us. And she leans over to the, then unmutes the mic and says, Roy, uh, Bill, uh, I'm a Kiwi and I didn't understand anything you just said. And, <laughs> and then he slowed down and it was still hard to understand him. You know, it was, it was kind of like when Boomhauer, you know, is calling, uh, calling the, like 911. You ever, you ever see that episode of, uh, King I, of the Hill? Where, I'm sure, but I can't, I don't remember that one like specifically. Like the Megalomart is burning. And, uh, <laughs> like, like I think Chuck Mangione is in I the Megalomart. Yeah. Yeah. And it's burning and. And, uh, but the da- da- dang old like, Chuck Mangione. He's like, dang old man, ain't now, now one, one man, a dang old Chuck Mangione, and Megalo Mark's burning man, blah, blah, blah. and they're like, sir, you have to slow down. We can't understand you. And he's like, Megalo Mark, man, Mangione, man, dang old burning man. man. <laughs> so that's kind of what it was like. But in, Which, in, in New Zealander. Well, yeah, but it was, it was Australian. Oh, Australian. In, yeah, in yeah. Australian. But the, but the Kiwi. <laughs> got on there and said i'm from new zealand and i didn't even understand yeah. what you said you know it was like we're we're even worse than you guys and i couldn't hear what you were saying <laughs> yeah did you tell him to speak english whoa hey <laughs> speak american what was it was interesting shut up <laughs> because we had uh we had a lot of british and so you know like some of the things that they some of the they i think they do speak english um obviously better because they're english right um <laughs> They would say things like we had like meetings and it would be like, we, we're going to have this meeting in a fortnight or we have a fortnightly meeting. Oh, nice. Yeah. But it works. It makes way more sense because if you tell someone you're going to have a biweekly meeting. Yeah. Then mean, you have to explain that mean, twice a week. Is that twice a week? Which days? Or is that every two weeks? Right. Like Tuesday, Thursday. Say or... Fortnightly. <laughs> fortnightly works better. Yeah. I might so, have to start. I might have to start talking about that. Like when I say I get my, I get paid pay, fortnightly. Yeah, I was going to say your paycheck. <laughs> I like that. I get paid fortnightly. What? <laughs> it's well, now, more exact. I can use it too because because I, I get paid bi monthly, not fortnightly. <laughs> so I can use that as the sure as the explainer. You get paid every so, two weeks. No, no, no. Bi monthly, not fortnightly. So I have a bit of a segue. Um, speaking of Fortnite, have you guys heard of the video game Fortnite? I know the name. I know nothing about it. I don't play video I have games. Not even heard of it. Okay, it's like a first-person shooter game, and my son is playing it all the time on the Xbox, and I hate it <laughs> because I suck at it, and I'm getting schwacked by probably nine other nine-year-olds when I play it. Oh, and, on the internet. And I'm like, yeah. I keep telling my son, I'm like, in real life, son, I would kill all of these people. <laughs> <laughs> all of these people would be dead. Like, you go into this, like, there's like an island, and you all, like, jump out of a it's kind of weird it's like a it's like a kid first person shooter game where i mean it's you're shooting you're trying to shoot people in the head right you're trying to kill people you know how many kills you get jack he's like oh i got six kills right and but (laughs) it's like a kid game like it's not there's not a lot of blood there's no blood and there's lots of dancing and yeah there's dancing and it's like the fruitiest (laughs) dancing too it's like and and i'll watch jack and he'll like start dancing around trying to like emulate the dance but like the more you play i guess you get more dance moves and stuff um i don't know it's hard to explain but you kill you kill for dance moves i guess it's just there's just a lot of you can dance like you get more moves to like do more like dancing and there's like rainbows and it's it's like silly it's really silly and uh 
so yeah it's i get killed all the time playing this game and and so you land on this island but the way you get to the island is there's a school bus that is, has a, a hot air balloon attached to it and, and it, it approaches the island and then when you get over the island you're you know you're told to get off the bus and you pre- you press the a button and then everybody jumps out of this bus and like skydiving infiltrating into the island and like it's like a hundred people are playing the game at the same time and and then just before you hit the ground, you know, your shoot opens or whatever. Like I, I think Jack's character has like a, an umbrella and that's how he, you know, he, he descends via an umbrella and some people you can see they have gliders or whatever, whatever kind of stuff they have. Um, and then you go around shooting each other and I get shot almost immediately when I hit the ground. I'm like always like dead just that fast. And I don't know how they, I don't know how these kids are like, they're landing like on top of weapons immediately. And I'm just like running around trying to find a weapon. They, they, they have all the cheat codes. I guess I don't know, but I played. I played probably like ten times this morning because he got bored with it and he walked away. And I'm like, oh, let me let me see, let me try, let me try this. And I just got killed. And then I think another reason that I suck at it is because the the Xbox controller, it's got 93 buttons on it, and I'm always like, which button is it that does this? And it, the the little toggle things on the top of the controller are really sensitive. You know what I mean? Like you press it a little bit and it, it's just hard to like, I don't know. I don't have the skills, right? I don't have the ability to operate an Xbox controller. Um, I don't have the dexterity, I guess. I don't know. That's, that's pretty nerdy, right? Sure. Playing Fortnite. You guys haven't played it? No. Nope. You should, you should play it. Should, should parents be worried about the violence? Although Fortnite is a multiplayer shooter, it has a very bright, friendly visual style, and it does not depict bloody violence. Like the Nintendo game Splatoon, (laughs) it takes lots of the enjoyable gameplay concepts from more mature shooting games, but places them in a non-threatening, non-realistic world. Yeah! My son calls it Call of Duty for Kids. Well, it still doesn't, that doesn't sound, make it sound any better. You're still killing everybody. (laughs) Like, the point of the game is to kill, to kill everybody and then you you know and to be the last person. Yes. Yeah. And and, and then and, also dancing. <laughs> and there's dancing and and like they had Thanos from the uh, Infinity Gauntlet was uh was in there for a while. Um they have different skins and stuff and uh I was hoping I told Jack uh, uh that they should have a Ron Swanson skin. <laughs> does Jack even know who that is? He does. Oh, that's he awesome. He loves Ron Swanson. Really? He, loves Ron Swanson. He's like, give me all the bacon and eggs that you have. Like, he'll quote <laughs> Like, Jack, Jack will walk up to me and be like, give me all the bacon and eggs that you have. And then he'll say, wait, I'm worried that what you heard was <laughs> give me give me lots of bacon and eggs. What I said was give me all the bacon. He knows, like, we watched a bunch of it uh, recently and he just he just loves Ron Swanson. He'll, he'll, like, walk up and be like, I'll turn you from boys to men to gladiators to Swansons. <laughs> <laughs> We were checking out the Swan, uh, Ron Swanson Pyramid of Greatness yesterday. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So got to make sure uh, when that's on the when, when that's on the episode when that episode's on, you got to make sure you freeze frame, pause the screen, and read all the parts. Well, oh, you, you could can just, just Google because he only mentions a couple it. of them. Yeah, I like the mid, the middle is like cow protein, pig protein, <laughs> and then yeah. uh, a couple other. And then at the end at the end of that line, it's got fish, sport only. <laughs> you you can buy a, a poster of it. 
on yeah. Amazon for eight dollars. Yeah, we, we need I, that in here <laughs> on that wall. <laughs> right I like how there. skim skim milk's on there twice. Like it's a skim milk. Uh, you know, don't drink it or something like that. And then further up the pyramid, it says skim milk. He goes, "That's right. It's on here twice. Stay away from it or something like that." Skim milk is. He's like, I hate lying. The only thing I hate more than lying is skim milk because skim milk is water lying about being milk or something like that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Jack's all about some Ron Swanson, <laughs> as he should be. I'm training him to be a little libertarian. We talked about supply. He, we were driving to my daughter's gymnastics tournament, which she got like sixth place, um, which, you know, is okay, you know. Um, but on the way there, he said something. I can't remember what he said, but I got into this whole like supply and demand thing and, under, you know, trying to explain to him like how it is the perfect way to regulate, you know, stuff. <laughs> I don't know that it's – I'm hoping – he seems to pay attention and to learn things um, from me that, I, you know, a lot of times I'll say something. I'm not, I'm not sure he's paying attention. Then he – like a month later, he'll 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 tell me something that I know I told him. It's actually pretty cool. So I'm hoping that I'm raising a little libertarian kid, you know, who doesn't get caught up in the like, well, you know, the government should do this and the government should do that. I, I want him to just be like, oh, it's bullshit. Third level of the pyramid of greatness, <laughs> torso should be yeah. should be thick and impenetrable. <laughs> Yeah, that's it's a great it's it's a great uh pyramid. I think we should all live by it. BO, cultivating your manly musk keeps your opponents on their toes. You know something I learned about body odor <laughs> this week? What's that? <laughs> you know how there are a lot of different types of people in the world and a lot of different uh genetic things going on. Well, apparently, the internet told me this, so it might be wrong, but um the south the, the the korean people not all of them but a great many of them are missing the g- the gene or the marker or the chromosome or what not chromosomes can be like you know some little piece of the genetic code that causes you to have stinky armpits that causes odor sure in your armpits and so so they they don't have uh stink they don't have armpit odor wow um or or a great many of them don't and so visitors to South Korea often find themselves um, being stymied for finding um, deodorant. Oh, they just don't sell it. Because they just don't have a lot of it. Wow, don't, don't forget to pack your deodorant <laughs> when you're headed to South Korea. Because genetically, they're predisposed to not have that happen. Is it just okay. South Korea? or other well, it's, it's Japanese Korean also? And the internet the, told me Korea. It's just on the Korean Peninsula, okay. Now, does that mean it... You know, there aren't other people in the world in that part well, of the no, world obviously. or other parts of the world that also this, don't have stinky pits. There's certainly people. Sure. But th- so there's a predisposition the down there. I'm looking at the pyramid and it says cursing. There's only one bad word. Taxes. <laughs> if any other word is good enough for sa- for sailors, it's good enough for you. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Selfishness. Take what's yours. <laughs> Body grooming, only women shave below the neck. (laughs) But then facial hair, full, thick, and square, nothing sculpted. If you have to sculpt it, you probably can't grow it. Indeed. I like it. Masonry. Building walls makes you strong. Defending them makes you you even stronger. 
I mean, some of them are really legit, right? Like property rights, they exist. Do not let them be taken away from you. You know, like capitalism, God's way of determining who is smart and who is poor. <laughs> Friends, one to three will be sufficient. That's right. Old sailing ships, they're beautiful. <laughs> I don't think this Stillness. is... On... Stillness. Don't waste energy moving unless necessary. In the line with all of the various types of animal protein, it says fishing, sport only. Hair, haircuts are on there, right? Yeah. Three, three, three acceptable ex- styles. <laughs> High and tight, crew cut, and buzz cut. <laughs> but Ron doesn't have any of those. He doesn't, but his hair is, is magnificent. I like, well, uh, the, 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 okay, the third line from the top. The three W's, you know, yeah. It's weapons, woodworking, and war welfare avoidance. <laughs> the best, okay, buffets, whenever available, choose quantity over, over quality. quality. <laughs> okay, all right, we don't have to read the whole thing, guys. Look it up on the internet, folks. It's awesome, man. Do we have, uh, do we have anything else to wrap things up here? Sure. Now that we've gotten through our one news item. <laughs> Oh, we have to. I, okay, <coughs> we have a Kevin question, but but I have a news item that I have to do. I can't let them all roll over to next week. Okay, we we can do one every half an hour. <laughs> well, you know, it always goes. This this podcast always always goes off the rails when I'm on. So yep, it does. It's your thing. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. No, it's fine. Um, have James? Have you heard about the twenty uh, four karat gold chicken wings? No, I have not. Tell yes. me. Yeah, um, the uh, the Ainsworth, which is a hoity-toity restaurant uh, in Manhattan and oh. and surrounds, and then but also it says they have one in is it St. Louis or Kansas City? I always get those two confused. And then another one in Nashville. Yeah, so oh. so the, the the chicken wings are soaked in a mixture of coconut butter, chipotle. Mm. Oh, you lost me. Honey batter and gold butter, which is gold made from powdered butter, or, or sorry, butter made from powdered gold. You can make, you can make gold from <laughs> or butter. Or you can make gold from butter, which <laughs> is that crap. alchemy thing we were talking about mm-hmm. last week. <laughs> the, the philosopher's churn is necessary. Sure, there you go. <laughs> How much does this cost? Um, wait, wait, and then after after they're they're fried, uh, real gold flakes are sprinkled on top. Uh, and served with a side of gourmet dipping blue cheese. Ten wings for thirty dollars, or twenty wings for sixty dollars. No discount for ordering more. Really? Yeah, mm. but the uh, the 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 reason this is getting all all the press it is is a it's it's the 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 chef who's apparently friends with Kim Kardashian. No, oh. and his name is Food God. It's spelled Food God, but they put like a long vowel sound line over the o and the god part so i'm pronouncing it food goad um yeah so there's a combo meal option (laughs) 50 wings plus a bottle of super fancy champagne for one thousand dollars so that's where the money comes in is for the champagne yeah it's the 850 and fifty bottle of champagne (laughs) the gold is cheap (laughs) i might do the wings i I would I would spend thirty dollars to eat ten gold wings just to be able to say that yeah I ate the gold wings. Yeah, I might do that. Um, you say there's one in Kansas City. It, it might be St. Louis, and I think that was in. Oh wait, here it is. It is Kansas City. You're going I'm, there. I'm going, to Kansas dude. City. The Ainsworth. Hmm. You have to take pictures if you do this and send them to, send them to us. 
let's see. While you guys keep talking, I'm gonna look it up. You're gonna figure the, out where it is. Yeah, Ainsworth. Ains- the, the Ainsworth. A I N S W O R T H. Kansas City, Kansas. <laughs> there, there it is. Okay, where is this place? Is it anywhere near? I'm. Oh, it's, uh, that doesn't look anywhere near. Wait a minute. So, hmm. are you flying out to Kansas City? Yes. Okay, so um, is that commercial you're flying? Yes, I'm not flying in a anything. Okay. Um, well, like, if you, no military plane. No. Right. Well, no. If, if you are flying on American Airlines, uh, please note that you can no longer bring a support amphibian, ferret, goat, hedgehog, insect, reptile, rodent, snake, spider, sugar glider, non-household bird, including farm poultry, waterfowl, game birds, and birds of prey, any animal that is unclean or has an odor, and any animal with tusks, horns, or hooves, excluding miniature horses. So you can bring little Sebastian with you. (laughs) I've only cried twice in my life. Once when I was hit by a bus, a school bus. Actually, Jack nails that one all the time. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think I. Oh, Actually, it's way. Okay, if you watch, not... if you really watch the show, though, um, Ron cries. Ron cries quite a lot. Oh, yeah. Actually, <laughs> he doesn't admit to it, but he cries well, a number of times. Lots of stuff chokes chokes Ron up. Yeah. yeah usually, certain movies, food, certain movies. Yeah. Um. Kindnesses from Leslie, his trip to the uh, to, oh, the, the, to the, the distillery. Yeah, the Lagavulin. What is it? Lagavulin. 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 Okay, so that place is really um, not downtown. It's it's. Uh, <laughs> I might have to Uber it, down there. The, it's in the sticks. I guess I'm not super familiar with Kansas City, so I'm tr- I'm trying to look at where my hotel is going to be. I don't, I don't know. I might check it out. My my big plan is to um, is to see Deadpool, <laughs> Deadpool two while I'm out there, <laughs> and then uh, the last day I'm there, the Melvins are playing. So cool! It's just I just happen to be in the right place at the right time, so I'm going to see the Melvins the last the last night I'm there, and then fly home the next day. So I'm looking forward to that. The Melvins and Deadpool, man. I mean, does it get any better than that? That's a vacation right there. It is. It's like a dream vacation. The Melvins, Deadpool, and 24 karat gold plated wings. That's your triathlon, man. It is. You want your, your, your James triathlon. You were talking about the <laughs> yeah. decathlons and pentathlons that, you know, there you go. Take, take on the James triathlon while you're out there. I'm, I might do that. I'm still, I got to figure out where this place is in relationship to the hotel. I'm, I'm having a little bit of a hard time. You ever, like, you know, it's pretty cool. You can look at maps and pretty much see every place on the planet on your phone. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still a little twitchy, right? You're like, you're trying to, you're trying to like look at a location you just looked up and then you want to look up another location and then attend. somehow it takes you to like Tulsa and you're like, I didn't want to go to, I'm looking at Kansas city. I didn't, nope. at no point. Nobody wants no to go point, to Tulsa. Yeah. At no point did I put <laughs> look in Tulsa. Like I'm looking right here in Kansas city. So well, that's like if if you if your internet connection is a little bit sketchy, right at just the right time when you when you hit you know enter on Google Maps, it'll just throw you in the middle of the Pacific Ocean when it tries to oh. find your location. Oh, I haven't had that happen. <laughs> so we do have a Kevin question. We do have a Kevin question. James, have you been on 
with a Kevin question before? I have not. Okay, yeah. So there's I don't even a know what the Kevin question is. Craig, explain the Kevin question real quick. Uh, Kevin question is a question from a guy named Kevin. There you he go. asks us one every week. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's been asking us one every week for now 63 weeks. No, 63 questions. The 63 so questions. The first 10 were all together. Were they? This is a listener? But it's been about a year. Okay. Yes, this is it's a, a listener. It's a listener named Kevin. Yes. Yes. Who is also you know, a friend of a, of a friend of the show. Or... So when I hear the, the name you know Kevin, him, right? yeah. I think of two things. I think of Kevin Bird. Bird. Oh, Bird. <laughs> and then I think of in South Park. <laughs> With the three ass monkey, and oh, the, and he's like my friend Kevin, like the little, <laughs> the, little the little, yeah, the little, the, little cl- the, the yeah, the 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 miniature version of the clone version of himself, yeah, like from what what was that movie, Doctor? What is it called? The Island uh, of Doctor Moreau. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so what's the question? Um, sixty three question. What are your thoughts on a business that has a sign that says, sorry, we're open on the door? I appreciate the warning that this is a place I don't want to shop. Thanks, Kevin. He saw a sign that said, sorry, we're open? Yeah. Well, okay. So here are my thoughts, because it's just my thoughts, right? Um, there's a, there is an ultra marathon. It's called the Barclays marathons no it's the barkley marathons right no it's the Uh oh so it's called the barkley marathons right the barkley marathons right you should look it up and there's a there's a documentary that you can watch it's actually pretty freaking interesting even if you're not like an endurance person it's really interesting the race they only take 40 people per year into the race and there's no information about how you apply to get into the race Okay. Like you, you have to figure out how to apply first. Okay. And, and, and the application process is unknown, right? So out of the 25, I think it's 25 years it's been going on and maybe it's, yeah, I think it's like 20, 25 years. Only 15 people have ever completed it. Whoa. No woman has ever completed it. People. So it's, you do, it's, it's about a hundred miles and it's in Tennessee and it's all through this mountainous area. And, uh, if you get in, say you figure out how to apply and you 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 get in, they send you a condolence um, letter that says we we regret to inform you you've been accepted or something. <laughs> okay, I was wondering where this was going. Okay, so there's an example of sorry. Yeah, yeah, it's it, <clears throat> so um, I've actually I've it's it's incredible. You should like check it out, right? Google it, and then maybe if you can download the uh, or go on. I, I don't know if it's on Netflix. I actually. I was so interested in it, I actually paid for it on my iTunes and bought a bought it. Uh, and Jack and I watched it a couple times, but it, they just had it again. And um, one of the competitors, so you got to do five loops through these mountains. And uh, a lot of times, people just complete one and they they tap out. Like <laughs> that's they're, enough. They're like, yeah, and they actually play taps, right? Um, <laughs> but uh, one guy just uh, it was the second time doing it he didn't do it the first year and then the second year he completed all five laps but missed the the 60 hour cutoff time by six seconds whoa so he doesn't so he so it didn't count and oh man you gotta you gotta check it out right so that's what that made me think of those are my thoughts on sorry we're open right so basically sorry we're sorry 
sorry you got into the race and now you, you know prepare to suffer so the other thing is out of all the i guess if you figure out how to apply and you know i don't know how many people apply but they only allow 40 people one of the people that gets into the race is known as the human sacrifice and they're <laughs> they're given they're given number one like if you if you get in that race and they give you number one you are the human sacrifice and basically the guy that started this race he you know he decides who gets to be in it he uh he basically picks one person that he knows that there's no way in hell they're going to be able to do it <laughs> like Jeez. like this this person completely should not be doing this race and so he picks one person and and they're known as the human sacrifice and uh it's it's they have different segments of the race one one's called tech, test testicle spectacle <laughs> <laughs> there's like thorns and you know there it's it's uh and then it, it's somehow it's a hundred it's it's five marathons you know uh you gotta you gotta see it it's it's incredible it's, it's worth watching even if you're not um you know you're not into like marathons or ultra marathons or fitness or whatever it's still like a, a good movie sure. documentary to watch yeah i would highly recommend it so the, human- the guy oh yeah the guy that started the race he starts when he like so the day of the race you don't know when it's going to start it could it's can start from like whatever midnight to 12 the next day and so what happens is he blows like in the in, it could be happen anytime he during that during those hours he blows like a conch shell and that means you have one hour before the race starts so like if you're trying to get so people don't sleep very well the night before because they don't know when they have to yeah yeah so he kind of that kind of throws him for and it's different every year. Like they decide the, the year before that it's like there's no screwing around. They've got it all. It's all like figured out. And so they'll blow that conch shell. So they gets everybody. Everybody gets to the start point. And the guy that runs it, um, he starts the race when he lights a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and the guy smokes cigarettes the whole time. Like he's he's not. I mean, he's used to be an ultra runner, and the guy smokes smokes cigarettes, and he. Uh, that's how that's how it starts. So how do you know it's the that's that's the uh the the race starting cigarette? Well, he's talking to everybody like, "Hey, we're at the start line, blah blah blah," and then, you know, oh, then okay. he pull, pulls out a, pulls out a cigarette and when he lights it, they all, everybody takes yeah, off. That, yeah. That's the uh, starter pistol. Yeah, he yeah. just lights up a smoke. Yeah. So the human sacrifice thing, that's just a way that's just like like a joke thing like they're they're like, "Okay, we're going to you're the human sacrifice." And that's and and that's it. Like they get like like a sash or something to wear no, while they, they get, run or they no, get the they number just, one they get the number one oh oh okay i missed that and part. and they're expected to not do well and then the movie i watched um the, the human sacrifice doesn't even get through like the first he makes it maybe 50 percent through one of the loops and then somebody has to pick him up in a van <laughs> <laughs> it's really cool you should if, if, even if you don't watch the movie you can get on youtube and like watch a bunch of different you know like people's youtubes on on doing the barkley marathons oh sure it sounds it sounds uh very entertaining and 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 humorous oh i found i thought of a place that might have a sign that says sorry we're open where the rendering plant like less than a half a mile from where i grew up if that place is pumping stuff out and the winds come in the right direction they might be oh sorry you're gonna, I, other you're than try that to work i don't the know. rendering plan into every episode now yeah, maybe like that's three in a row so far anyway the uh yeah well what would it be you know well it, i the, uh, a murder store 
Like, it's a store that they open up, and if you walk in, they just kill you. Everybody just assumes the worst. I was thinking that 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 was a, that was their way to try to filter out the the you know the good people. What if it was just... the tax assessor's office? No, well, that's that's a good <laughs> there one. There you go, James. Very good. Yeah, the DMV. Sorry, we're open. Well, the DMV, you want to go in there and get, get your driver's license or whatever. But I mean. uh, yeah, but any place that it's a pain in the ass to go to. No, I was thinking it's it's uh it's just a way to scare pe- scare people off, and the people who do come in, you know, they get to experience something really awesome. Maybe I don't know, like a haunted house. <laughs> That's all I got for you. Oh yeah, one of those like extreme haunted houses. No. <laughs> those ones that like you know, where they their job is to make you like just fall to pieces, not just scare you, but they're going to break you psychologically. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't want to go to one of those. No, who would? Apparently, some enough Apparently people. Apparently, there's a lot of people. In, yeah. yeah. Well, I would, I would throw punches, so I don't, I'd get kicked out. <laughs> and that's why you, you know, you wouldn't want to go to one. <laughs> well, I mean, like if you think about it, it's very, it's a very shaggy and Scooby kind of thing, right? I mean, you go to some place and they're like, "We're gonna scare you," and you're like, "Well, I know it's not real." Like, why? Like, what's scary about it? I don't know. I didn't watch. You, the... you have to watch the documentary. It's they're they're not haunted houses in the traditional sense. These are literally like Torture they chambers, abduct almost. they abduct you in the middle of the night and waterboard you. I mean, it's oh. it's effed up stuff. Yeah, that wouldn't work. That it's just work it's it's just constant torture essentially. Yeah, I would not sign up for that. But there are people who do, and there's this yeah. douchebag out somewhere i don't remember where he was off the top of my head anymore i watched this i watched this documentary and he records it and puts it on on youtube channel and uh people dig it and love love it and you know he vets anybody who applies to come to the thing like he he vets them he like you know does internet searches on them and finds out everything he can about them and only takes people that he thinks you know aren't gonna like like he, he probably wouldn't grab somebody that like he would expect would like lash out and start fighting he's looking for people that he can you know turn into piddling piles of nothing so it's kind of like because that's what he gets off on because he's a f***ing psychopath it's kind of like the bark barkley marathons but way more dark oh well could you could you could you fake him out and try to get him to to take you as a as a subject of his uh endeavor and then beat the shit out of him no because you won't you won't you'll never you'll never be unbound he won't be there when you get abducted and then you will be tied up and exposed, you know, like music poured at you and shit sh- dumped all over you and, and just everything, everything short of actually cutting you open. I mean, it's, well, so it's somebody, really, somebody really bad. To, well, who abducts you? People that he has working for him who are also psychopaths. Yeah, but what I'm saying <laughs> is then, could you not like spring a trap for those guys? Watch like- the documentary. Well, now that you've put this on the internet forever, you're never getting invited because he would find you on, <laughs> on this episode talking about this and you'll never be invited. <laughs> I don't know. All I know is it's really, I mean, I am a horror movie guy, but I know it's a movie and it's all, I mean, I'm, I, I, I'm not that person, but this, some the people who do some of these things are, there's something really, really wrong with them. Yeah, I'm not much of a horror movie person myself. I, I like the reanimator for com- comedic reasons. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, there you go, Kevin. It. Those are some places. That's, that's all we got for you, man. Those are our thoughts on those businesses. <laughs> They're probably bad. <laughs> <laughs> you probably don't want to go in. 
If they're Proctolo- proctologist's office. <laughs> Sorry, we're open. <laughs> All right, and on that note, James, thank you for joining us. Sorry, today. we're open, and now so are you. Oh, hey, hey. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say you should hit that. <laughs> okay. Thanks for thanks for coming back, James. Yes, thank you. And you're gonna be back yeah. on the show regularly again, right? Yeah, I hope so. Cool. I'm just, you know, you know me. I'm always like, oh, I don't know. I know my kids got soccer and whatever. This is just, I, you know how it is. And then, yeah. and then I have to send you a reminder text. I, yeah. <laughs> you still do that? Yeah. Okay. He he had forgotten. Right. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot we were doing this. Even though I emailed you earlier in the week. Well, I have a life, man. I I have like stuff going on. Well, my brain to, is mush right now. Who, you who have to start. You, you have to, to start prioritizing us. Who texts you to remind you to do stuff in the army? It's a, <laughs> I have. <laughs> Go ahead. <sighs> it's, it's, I, it's your life is what you're what you're you're trying to say that you think maybe you don't want to say is is that your life is a lot more complicated when you're home than it is when you're deployed. In a war zone. <laughs> right? Yeah. Something like that? Yeah. yeah, okay. All right, enough said. We get it. Yeah. <laughs> That's not exactly what I was trying to say, but that'll work. <laughs> okay, moving on, everybody. Um, that'll wrap her up here. Mike, where can they find us? They can find us at nerdburgershow.com, at nerdburgershow on the Twitters and the Facebook. Email us, nerdburgershow at gmail.com and... You can go to nerdburgergames.com for game stuff or drivethroughrpg.com to buy some of the things that I make for games and things. Oh, how's your... Uh, how's what, huh? How's your uh, your little project going? Project Thunderhawk? Yeah, that one. I'm waiting for the... Well, I didn't have the thing open. Yeah, no good. You're really bad at this. That sounds cool. <laughs> I don't know what Project Thunderhawk is, but it sounds cool. It's a game that I'm designing that's just a code name for it. I got the. Uh, I got the. Do you like that thunder? Hey, uh, it really you know, rolls off a, great. You should look at that Barkley Marathons thing and then make an RPG for that. I'll do that after the next, the other four other, I, you know, like four ideas that I have floating in my head right now. Anyway. Like, can, you know, can you get through all five loops? And you could make the the game take sixty hours. That sounds like torture. <laughs> so it's like the marathon and the horror. House of Horror thing. Something like that. Yeah. On the next episode of Nerdburger, Craig actually creates a phony outro for this part of the show because this week he was enjoying finally talking to James again so much that he blanked out and didn't create one till this very moment. And this is what it is. And that's all you get. I'm sorry. That works. <laughs> <laughs>